On tonight's show, we have youth care worker and life coach, Light Paul. And now for your host, Cool Paul. What's happening, y'all? Episode 12. Yes, we're on. We're live. Thank y'all for tuning in. Hey, listen, last week we had Elo, Miss Elo, on episode 11. Uh, it was, we had a blast, actually. We talked about women empowerment, talked about women in the business, how to earn your respect, how to not fall for nothing, stand for something, all that, man. She gave out some great tips. Make sure you go check her out. Her, her tag is I am Miss Elo on Instagram. Make sure you go follow and check her out, man. She has her own radio show, the Lois Lane Radio Show. You make sure you check it out. But this week, we are going to talk about the youth, saving the youth, empowering the youth, bringing these youth, man, reeling these youth back in, you know what I'm saying? And also just giving them the right light and a direction and the path that they need to go down for success and just stay out of that nonsense, man. We're losing so many of our youth out here to just nonsense because they don't have any guidance. They don't have any leaders. We need more community leaders like the brother I'm bringing on today. And guess what? His name is Like Paul. Like Paul in the Bible. Okay? So it makes sense, right? We got a community leader out here. We got a youth. Man, listen, I can't say enough about this brother, man. He's doing great things in the community. Um, he had a budding hip, a gospel hip-hop career. He was all over the place. Kind of took a step back. Said he wanted to use his, his, his gifts for for other things that, that meant a little bit more to him. But I let you I let him tell you more about that. So, without further ado, we're going to bring him on and introduce him the right way, like I always do. Let's get it. LP. Yeah. Hood need a blessing. Hood need a blessing. That's why they always stress. Listen, 2019 was terrible for me. I went through some stuff. I was fucked. Hood need a blessing. LPZ. <laughs> What's up, cool car? <laughs> What's happening, man? Hey, listen, y'all, we're going to get this out the way right now. This is my little cuz. This is my little cousin, man, from way back. <laughs> oh, man, I've been seeing this brother grow from, I'm telling you, from way back. Man, this kid used to want to just race me all the time, man. We was always a competition who had the best shoes he thought he was faster than me he wasn't you know but i he had heart man <laughs> he always had heart you know and now listen he has a huge heart for what he's doing out here for the community for the youth for these kids man hey thank you for coming on the show it's, it's a blessing just to have you you know what I mean? I I, I want to hear your story, man. I want to hear, and I'm pretty sure everybody that's watching want to hear your story. Tell us about you, man. Where'd you come from? T 
Tell us how'd you get to where you are right now. Yeah, man, I appreciate uh, the opportunity, man, to be kicking it with Cool Card, man. You know what I'm saying? Much love to you, man. But um, originally uh, from the Mississippi Gulf Coast, you know what I mean? I, I lived there. Um, I played uh, sports, football, baseball, basketball, uh, all those different things. Um, I also uh, had a, a time uh, in New Orleans, Louisiana with family um, upon my mother getting uh, terminally ill. And uh, I lost my mother in high school. I went through a lot of uh, unfortunate uh, situations. I lived with uh, several different family members, you know what I mean? Uh, friends of the family, stuff like that. Uh, stayed in multiple homes, man, just doing whatever I could do to survive. Um, mm-hmm. I had support from family and friends and things of that nature. Uh, but during that time, man, I, I, you know, I experienced a lot of negative things that caused me to uh, have a negative outlook on life. And um, to the point of, of being suicidal, um, I, I went a lot of years being suicidal. Um, I never made the attempt to do it, but it was a, a, a thing that was consistently uh, on my mind because I just didn't feel like my life mattered much. I didn't feel like, um, you know, I just didn't feel a lot of a lot of self-worth. Uh, but anyway, man, you know, just playing sports and things of that nature, having uh, the support of, like I said, family, friends, things of that nature. I was able to push past that. I got the opportunity to uh, come to Birmingham, Alabama, where I currently stay, um, to go to Miles College. Um, and I went there to play football. I played football. I played basketball. I ran track. Uh, sung in the choir. I did a multitude of things, you know. And um, during that time, I was able to meet a lot of different people uh, that had positive um, impacts on my life. And uh, I was able to make some decisions, some positive decisions in my life, which uh, turned my life totally around. And in the process of that, I ended up realizing that I had a, a talent as far as with music and I uh, started doing rap and I uh, was full fledged into it, man. And um, I got several opportunities that um, got me the ability to get a lot of recognition, things of that nature. Um, I ran into a lot of bumps in the road as far as with that industry stuff. Um, but at the same time, I was able to use it uh, to get a platform to provide uh, positive imagery uh, to urban inner city children. And I seen um, the, the need uh, that it was to, to bring some positive imagery, you know, to see a, a, a positive black man uh, doing something positive. You know, and that that was my main goal, my main objective with doing it. And um, in the process of doing that, you know, I, I decided, hey, look, you know, I want to kind of pull back and just uh, make make my focal point um, the community, uh, especially I youth and young adults. And so just getting opportunity after opportunity, you know, in the school system, um, you know, at churches, um, uh Whatever you you know, whatever you got, there was something to do with youth. I was involved with it, you know what I mean, and constantly did that. I uh, just wanted to make a difference, you know. And so here we are today. Uh, I'm married. I got three beautiful children. Um, me and my wife, we're doing. Uh, we we actually have a business together called Diplomats in Training. Okay. And uh, with Diplomats in Training, what we do is we we do mentoring, uh, but we have a focal point on helping teachers, coaches, and leaders on how to more effectively communicate with urban inner city children. So uh, that's me in a nutshell. Yeah, that's key, man. But let me ask you this. What made you, because, you know, when you have a desire to do music, most people are going to go into the secular sector of hip-hop, 
what made you or did you start that way? And then if you did, what made you say, you know what, I think I want to start doing gospel rap. And then, you know, that catapulted you off into doing all types of things, ended up at the Stella Awards being nominated. You know what I mean? Like what made you want to do or did it just happen like naturally getting over into the, the gospel realm of it? Well, whenever I got involved with, you know, church and the Bible and stuff like that or whatever the case may be, I wasn't doing music. I wasn't rapping or anything like that. Okay. So whenever whenever it came into my heart to start writing writing rhymes, you know what I'm saying, I was only writing about what I knew about. You feel me? What I was doing. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I wasn't I wasn't even doing it, man, trying to quote unquote get on. Yeah. I was actually doing it because, you know, I realized that church was like boring to you know, to people. And I wanted to make church be, I wanted to make living for God look dope. You know what I'm saying? And so you got to connect with these, you got to connect with the youth a different way, you know, just sitting up there yeah. here preaching, ain't going to get it for them, you know, especially nah. this generation. Um, nah. They're so drawn into the secular music and to just urban, the urban world or the urban life or the urban culture period. So why not make it appeal that way? But just with a right. message about God and empowerment and loving yourself and loving others and you know what I mean. So I get it. Yeah. Uh, it, I mean, it's key, but, but you're successful at doing it because I've seen your videos with you know you working with the youth and rapping and they're all into it and everything and reciting and everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, man, that's, it's beautiful what you're doing. For real. And I appreciate, I appreciate that. When did um I know so so for you going into. Right, really taking God seriously. What, 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 what turned in your life, and 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 uh, catapulted you in that direction? Was it somebody at Miles College that said, "Hey, man, this is what Christ is"? Did somebody mentor you? Like, how did how did that happen? Well, actually, man, I was just in a place where, um, you know, like I told you, man, I from a from a young man, you know, what I'm saying I, I was I I had an extreme uh, level of uh, insecurity, uh, inferiority complex. Uh, whenever I was young, I can remember, um, my mom, she would, uh, make a statement and I, I, you know, now that I'm grown, I get it now, but as a child, you really don't understand. But my mom said that I was a mistake, you know, and, um, that right there sold a, a serious seed of rejection, um, in my heart, you know, so I never felt like I measured up, you know what I'm saying? I always, so anyway, when I got to college, man, you know what I'm saying? It was one of those days, uh, some things was going on in my life and I can remember sitting in my room, I was high, you know what I'm saying? I was wasted and I was just looking at my life, you know, passing by and, and I thought to myself, man, if something don't change, you know what I'm saying? Either I'm going to hurt myself or somebody else going to hurt me because I was doing some very wild stuff, you know what I mean? And um, I remember there was a young lady um, that actually was living for God. She was serious about it or whatever. And I, I never really remember seeing uh, anybody young that was, you know, serious about the Lord or whatever, yeah. but I see her and I thought that was dope. So that night um, I left my, my room, my dorm room, and I saw her and I went to her and I was like, hey, look, you know what I'm saying? I, I wanted to I like you about something. She's like, what's up? I'm like, man, I, I really need to change my life. Like, I need to change my life quick because I don't like the direction that my life going in. And I just feel like if I can hang around somebody like you, maybe I can make some changes in my life. And so, uh, you know, I got the opportunity to sit down. She shared some things with me. 
she she led me to Christ uh, right there. And um, she was, uh, you know, somebody that was real. You know, uh, she had a lot of zeal, man. And, and yeah. you know, she would go and talk to anybody about God. Man. And I would observe her be like that. And so basically I was I started functioning like her, you know, and uh, in the process of me being that way, I wanted to be more contemporary with my message. And so that's when I started doing, you know, I sat, sat down and started writing, you know, saying writing lyrics. You know what yeah. I mean? And um, I, I was able to come up with some dope raps and uh, I would go on the yard and I would go spit my rhymes and people was like, man, that's tight. So, you know what I'm saying? I got the opportunity to get into the studio and start recording. See, and I, I'm telling you, that's the perfect way, man, because that's what they understand these days. But I, I want to commend you for, for actually reaching out. And, and and I'm pretty sure you stepped out of your comfort zone, but I'm pretty sure it was to a point where you were hurting so much that it almost forced you, kind of catapulted you out to just reach out for help. But see, that's the problem that we're dealing with with today's youth. A lot of them are crying out for help, but they don't know. They're not crying out the right way. You know, they'll do it out of anger. Somebody kills them yeah. instead of just going to somebody who they because this is what I always tell people. This this came about this came about with a discussion that I won't talk about on this show, but you always have a choice. You know yeah. what I'm Like people oh. know they were born that way or no, this no, listen, you may be born a certain way and you may feel how you feel, but there's always right. examples of the right way around you. There's always Indeed. Examples. So you do have a choice. There comes a time in your life where you are grown enough, you are mature enough, whether you're still childlike or child minded, you're still mature enough to be influenced by the examples around you and you see the choices that you have to choose from. Indeed. Indeed. The choices you're gonna make. You know <laughs> you, we have yeah. choices. You are old enough yeah. to make a choice, and you're old enough to know right from wrong. I don't care who you are. Have you been beaten? Indeed. You've been wronged all your life. You know, you you know what bad feels like, but you also know what good looks like because you see other people, you know, right. have it good or just being good to you or being loving to each other. You understand. No, no. But what happens is a lot of people see other people being happy, and now it's resentment that you're happy yeah. not, instead of going to them saying, "Hey, man, help me." Yeah, and yeah, did that. So I commend you for that. Like you did that. That's big of you. And we need, and I'm telling you with what you're doing, it's a beautiful thing because I'm pretty sure you're leading these kids in that direction of saying, Hey, if you're feeling some type of way, speak out. Ask for Indeed. You're not the Indeed. only one feeling that way. But a lot of times we feel alienated. We feel isolated. We feel like we're the only ones feeling that way. Cause we all go through stuff. I was depressed in 2009. Like I'm telling you, like I can say this. You you said that you you were on the verge of suicide. You thought about it. This not right. And and back then you didn't know God. When I was depressed, I knew God. And I can tell you right now that when I was depressed, I can say that I understand how someone could take their life if they're not rooted in God. I would have never done it Indeed. if I had God. I know if that if I ain't got nothing else, I got God. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But mm -hmm. And some people, some people look at me like I'm tripping when I tell them I understand how people could take their lives because back before then, I used to be like, man, people are selfish. How could they do that? Da, da, da. They got family. N listen, when you are that low, 
and you feel like you're nothing and you have nothing and you can't grab onto anything, God is the only thing. And if you don't have God, it's easy. It's very easy. Yep. Like I said, yeah. I would have not done it because I knew better and I had Christ in my life. But I understand it now. You know what I mean? Right. Like you get right. so low, like it's it, you can't even explain it. But when you get there, <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, and I, I, yeah. So, so I get it, man. I get it. <laughs> so it's it's definitely yeah. a good thing of what you're doing, and like because you did step out, I'm pretty sure it makes it easier for you to minister these kids and tell them, hey, I'm your example. I've been there. No doubt. I know what you look <laughs> like. If you can't talk to anybody, yeah. come talk to me. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, yeah, man. Right. I just want to say thank you for what you're doing because we need more people like you, community leaders. Man, you like the, you know, like a young Malcolm, you know, like for real. No doubt, no doubt, man. I, I and I and I got, I came to the point that I that I met. Um, I can remember 2007. Um, <clears throat> I remember, man, I was going, you know, doing tours. Uh, going to different high schools and stuff like that. And I can remember a particular high school I went to, man, and uh, I met some of the most amazing young people, man. But these, these man, these guys were lost. Yes. I'm talking about lost. Yes. And several of them came to me and they were just telling me how lost they were. Yeah. And I was just so concerned because I'm looking around the school and I didn't see, I didn't see any men in the school. And I and I started observing in different schools, like, man, this is a problem at, at all the schools. Ain't no men in the school. <laughs> and so right. I would complain about it. This whenever I, I came to the to the conclusion of this, um, the things that we have to that, that we complain about, if we're not gonna provide an answer, right, we don't need to complain about it. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And so at that point, as I continue to complain about it, I was like, okay, well, what what solution am I going to provide? And that's whenever I started getting more involved in the school on a volunteer basis. I started going to schools and uh, I go to the principal, say, give me the worst kids in the school uh, once, once a week, every Monday in the library. You know what I'm saying? I started doing stuff like that. Wow. You know, then I was like, okay, I have to do more. And I was like, okay, what can I do? Uh, I started doing substitute teaching. I started doing substitute teaching. Uh, and because I teach all the time, you know what I'm saying, when it comes to, you know, because I believe if you can teach the Bible, you can teach anything, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I started doing substitute teaching and the the the, the they would be so surprised that I was so, I could teach so good, you know what I mean? And so words started getting around and then other schools started wanting me to substitute teach. And next thing you know, it, man, I'm I'm going all over the district going because all the different schools wanted me to come and substitute teach at their school. Wow. You know, so I, I was doing that. Then I started becoming a teacher's aide. Then, you know what I'm saying? Whatever I can do to get involved, to be able to be a positive light uh, to children, yeah. I started started doing it. You know what I mean? Because I just wanted to be, I wanted to be the answer to that problem. You know what I'm saying? Ain't no men in the school. You know what I'm saying? And so I was like, okay, I'm going to complain about it or I'm going to do something about it. So that's when I started doing that and started building strong relationships with a lot of, a lot of the youth and young adults, man. And I uh, got the opportunity to watch them go from middle school up through high school, graduate, go off to college. You know what I'm saying? All that, man. So it's been absolutely amazing, man. 
That's cool, man. And you know, and, and a lot of those boys, I'm sure they needed a, a, a positive male figure in their life. You know, they may not have it at the home, but if they can look forward to coming to school and be like, oh man, I'll be around LP, man, he's real cool, you know, because I see how you interact with him, you know, you, 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 you're, you're, yeah. relatable. you're relatable and you don't yeah. feel like, oh, he's um, a father figure like, but they respect you in that manner. You know what I mean? Yeah. The knowledge that you bring and the love and the care that you show them, they respect you in that matter. But I see how you are, you're able to relate to them and they can feel comfortable around you. And I'm pretty sure they tell you a lot of things they probably don't even tell their father if they do have a father at home. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's special. So, what are some of like the obstacles that you deal with with the youth? Because I know it's not always easy, especially with some of the problematic kids. You know, some that may see you as a threat to their freedom or whatever when you come in there and say, "Hey, you know, this is what it's gonna be." You want to, you know, teach y'all some things, talk to you, kind of motivate you, mentor you. Because some of them aren't receptive to it at first, I'm sure. So, like, what are some of the obstacles that you that you uh, come against? Well, the biggest obstacle that I have to deal with is, uh, number one, man, you, you have to understand that uh, all children, uh, they have an upfront issue with male leadership. Mm. And whenever they see me, when they first meet me, when they see me, they see the guy that uh, beat up their mom. When they see me, they see the guy that walked out on them. Yeah. When they see me, they see the guy that may have uh abuse them in some sort of way you get what i'm saying yeah, yeah. so without even knowing me they immediately associate me with the, the the male leadership that didn't do right by them right right and so that's when i get the attitude that's when i get the you know what i'm saying uh, the you know saying little slick stuff and uh -huh. this is that and the other and so um i had to learn not to take it personal uh, because at first i would be like man what what did I do to them? I ain't do nothing to them. <laughs> right. it, it dawned on me one day. I was in the classroom. It was in the uh, it was in the math class, and um, the girl just you know all I did was I made you know I told her you know you you, you can't be talking right now. You know what I mean? Right. She went off on me. I'm talking about she went off on me. She cursed me out like wow. it was nasty. And at that point in time. I felt within, you know what I'm saying? Like she got problems that's totally unrelated to. Oh you. yeah, oh it's deep. And yeah. So I, I I thought about it and I'm like, man, you know what? I get it now. So I went whenever I would see it on a consistent basis, I would like I would not I I was like I would be like, man, what what is, what is wrong with you? And that you know what I'm saying? But after that, it was like okay. I understand she don't know me like that. And, you know, a lot of those kids that gave me the hardest time, man, if they see me out and about somewhere now, <laughs> they're going to have people trying to get to me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, um, you know, again, because I just, I, I let them know that I'm going to be consistent. I let them know that uh, I'm going to be you know, I'm I'm gonna be there for them. You know, yeah. and so being that I'm I'm I've been in so many different school systems and stuff like that. You know, if I if I go to a game, more than likely I know the kids on both on both teams. You know what I'm saying? And so yeah, I'm gonna cool. go on both sides, and you know what I'm saying, and shake hands, take pictures, and you know, get back to the other side. Man, why you was over there by them? Man, come on, man, I love all y'all. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, man. It's a beautiful thing, but that—that's the biggest obstacle, man. That, um, that right there, um, 
you know, the little young guys that, you know, they got a chip on their shoulder and, you know what I'm saying? They they acting out, you know what I mean? If they not getting feel like feeling like they're getting the attention um from me, if they're not getting enough attention from me, I'm giving too much attention to some other students, you know what I'm saying? They're gonna act out, do something crazy, you know what I'm saying, try to talk to them for no other reason just to get me to give them some attention. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, I remember when I was a kid in school and I would act up, the teachers would say, He don't he don't get no attention at home. <laughs> That'd be how they know? <laughs> you know yep. what I'm saying? How she know? <laughs> so I know whenever kids are, they're not getting that attention at home, I will on purpose give them an extreme amount of attention. You know what I'm saying? Just to settle that little thing they got, you know what I'm saying, with, with wanting some attention, and then they, they chill out, you yeah. know? <laughs> That's cool. That's super cool. So what would you say is the most rewarding aspect of mentoring these kids and man, one of the most rewarding things, man, is just seeing them, uh, uh, seeing them accomplish things, uh, that they didn't believe they can do, you know, because like, uh, you know, I ain't gonna flex, man. Whenever I, when I, when I, when I was a substitute teacher, I would hurry, I would get that lesson, you know, I would teach that lesson and, and encourage everybody to get their work done so I can spend the rest of the time doing motivational speaking for them. You know, <laughs> That's good. I, would just, I would just uh stand up there and I would practice. I would practice my, you know, whatever it is I was studying, whatever I wanted to communicate. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, I got I got six periods. So, you know, six times. I, I got six shots at this. You know right. what I'm saying? And I would practice. You know what I'm saying? And, and I'm like, man, we're going to see which which period I, I did it the best. You know what I'm saying? And so I would, man, spend a lot of time, man, just motivating them. And then uh, whenever I would see them at football games, basketball games, you know, I get the opportunity to just sit down and one-on-one with them and to see them uh, take the information that I'm providing and they apply the information yeah. and, see, to, you know, whenever they get some productivity, and they come back and they tell me, you know what I'm saying, and man, that 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 right there is amazing. And then the the, the 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 wildest thing, man, when I see people walk up to me and I'm looking at them I'm like, "What's up, man?" And they like, "Man, you you may not remember me, man, but you came to my school." And I'm looking at them; they look older than me. <laughs> <laughs> man, I remember you came to my school, man, and you and man, you told me X Y Z blah 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 man and that really motivated me man and i'm gonna tell you give you one particular uh experience man that just really really blew me away i was in um i was at a barber shop and uh, i was just visiting you know saying one of the barbers hanging out with him a little bit and i saw a young man in there he was reading a book and um i can remember uh i'm like man that's what's up they look young dude reading a book so i walked out of the barber shop and the young man walked out behind me and he said Hey man, you may not remember me, man, but you came to my school uh, some years ago, and um, you told me. He told me several things that he said, and I said to him. And uh, he was like, "Man, when you shared what you shared with me, at the time I was in a gang. I got out of the gang. Uh, I stopped selling drugs, and I went and got a job, and I made a commitment to help help my mama to pay her bills." And uh, man, I've just been living a a, a a regular lifestyle ever since then, man. And I owe it to you. And I'm sitting thinking, I'm like, when when, when was this? He, he told me a year and everything, and I immediately remember. 
I remember like it was yesterday, man. I was I was standing there outside of the school. It was after school, standing outside the school, talking to the young man. And uh, man, the little dude was so lost, man. And I can remember just telling him, you know, helping him to identify with his greatness. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, he was able to take that, and um, now he's living a productive lifestyle. So um, just seeing that, man, that's that's the most rewarding thing, man. Dang. Man, that right there gave me chills. <laughs> For real. Like, that's beautiful. For real. That's yeah, man. awesome, man. That has to feel awesome to hear that. Wow, just keep doing what you're doing. And what did I say earlier? Did I say a young Malcolm? Did I say a young Martin? Because you more like Martin. Martin Luther King. <laughs> <laughs> Birmingham. I, it all goes to, you know what I mean? It's, hey. Hey, I, I get my Malcolm on too now, bro. Don't get it twisted. Hey, it's like, <laughs> hey, he, hey, he, he, he was up some good. <laughs> he was no up doubt. some good. He was, a, he was a little militant, but he was up some good. So do you yeah. do you ever well will you ever consider becoming a pastor? Or are you a pastor? I mean, I don't know if you are or not. Uh or I really don't or or what I don't you're like, doing is more fulfilling. Like, do you feel like you need to be in the streets and, and going out to these kids and touching them out there? Cause I mean it sounds to me like you're out here street preaching and, it, and it's working. Yeah, man. Actually, man, I I actually function uh, I function as a pastor uh, because the the role of a pastor is to uh, pray for the flock, pray for the flock, be an example to the flock, and teach the flock. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, or feed the flock, so to speak. And so, um, man, I've been doing that for years, man. You know what I'm saying. I'm actually functioning in it, but I'm not operating in it in the formal manner in which we. Uh, which we are we are accustomed to, right. uh, as far as like you, there's this one guy yeah. at in the in, up top at a church, and everybody's down here, and yeah. you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't I don't function in that capacity, so to speak, but I function in the function, so to speak. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, you know what I'm saying. And I've been doing it for years, man. But uh, from a more organized standpoint, um, I'm gonna go ahead and put this out there. I hadn't because I hadn't I have not gone public with what I'm about to tell you. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Exclusive. <laughs> Give it the cool look, you exclusive. Get some exclusive information. Um I'm I'm about to uh embark on this this thing, man, where um I deal with a lot of people, man, and you know, people who are real people that have real issues, they have real life. And what I do, man, is I encourage people to be their authentic self whenever they're around me. Uh, because a lot of times people, you know, they like, uh, oh, excuse me, Rev, my bad, my bad, Rev, you know. Yeah. And, you know, if they cuss or, you know what I'm saying, uh, like I just went back to the coast of Mardi Gras and there's just several people that hadn't seen me in years, man. And <laughs> my wife laughed because of, it was it was a young a, a young dude, man. I hadn't seen him since, man, probably almost twenty years, man. And uh, I, I, my wife said when he grabbed me, you know, what I'm saying he grabbed me and he, he hugged me, and as he hugged me, he had a beer in his hand. But as he hugged me, he dropped the beer because he didn't want me to see, he didn't want me to see him with the beer, you know what I'm saying? But uh, you know what I'm saying? You know, whenever I come around and people smoking or whatever the case may be, they try to put it up or hide it or whatever. I'd be like, look, 
do you, man. Do you. You know what I'm saying? I encourage people to be their authentic self whenever they're around me because I don't believe in the concept of what we have when we go to church. You know, we have to look a certain way. We have to act a totally different person from who we were before we walked into the building. Right. You know what I'm saying? I believe whoever you are outside of the building, you need to come into the building and function just like that. That's just my personal opinion. <laughs> I, you know what I'm saying? I agree. And so a lot of people, I've been getting a lot of flack uh, behind this of what I'm about to tell you. But uh, <laughs> just been kind of talking to talking about it or whatever. But, man, I want to create an environment man, where um, where people can come and, uh, again, they can be their authentic self. You know what I'm saying? Um, and uh, so, you know, again, people people trip when I say this, but I'm just being real because. You know, I, I would like to create an environment to where people can come and I can be able to share motivation, share the word or whatever. But at the same time, you know, what I'm saying? it's an environment to where if you smoke, go ahead and smoke. If you drink, go ahead and drink. You know what I'm saying? You be your authentic self. You do what you do. You know what I'm saying? And you but I'm going to share motivation and inspiration. You know what? That's going to work. It's going to work because a lot of people won't go into the church house because they feel like they're going to be judged because of who they are at that time so if you let them come as they are come as who they are let them do what they do eventually over time they're gonna put that drink down they're gonna put that spliff down they may not put it down but i right. bet they change their life i bet yep you know what i mean they will they will I'm, indeed man that's man that's wow that's brilliant do it <laughs> do it yeah, man. Who cares? Yeah, man. I'm just say, do it. Because a lot of people, especially street guys, and we know them, they're not going in the church house because they're going to be judged. And they don't want to put a suit on. Why? Because it's their prerogative. They don't need to have a suit on to go get the word. You don't. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. If you want to walk there yeah. with a 40, it's unorthodox. <laughs> but why, but I'm, I'm with you. Why not? But they're coming to yeah. the word. That's what you want them to get, right? Yeah. That's what you want them to get, right? Yeah. Who cares what they have in there? Indeed. Who cares? They're coming to get the word. Right. Eventually, mm -hmm. eventually, they may not put it down, but hey, they might leave it outside the door. Let me go and just right. that outside the door to be there when I when I leave out, and I'm gonna pick it back up and get the swigging when I leave. But I'm going to get this word right now. Yeah. It could yeah, be man. I mean, I, I I got inspired to do that, man, just because. Um, again, man, whenever people, whenever people see that I, uh, I accept them, you know what I'm saying? For, uh, for who they are, Yeah. you know what I'm saying? They appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, unfortunately, you know, um, a lot of people came up in extremely religious homes and, you know what I'm saying? They, they their parents beat them over the head with the Bible, the parents, you know, um, you, you need to fix yourself up. You know, you need to clean yourself up and come to church. And, you know what I'm saying? And, <laughs> right. You know, and the most, the most uncomfortable, the most challenging thing that I have, man, is on Easter Sunday when you got people coming into the church. They hadn't been in church since last Easter. Yep. And they come and they're so uncomfortable. And you know what I'm saying? They got on this big old stupid looking suit that don't fit. Because they don't usually dress that way, you know what I'm saying? And and, and, and they looking crazy, and they yeah. they got this expectation that everybody's looking at them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So 
Like, like, and you can look at you can look at people and tell you know what I'm saying that you know they they've been through some stuff and right. you can tell that they're they living that life. You know right. what I'm saying? You can look at people in their face and see that. But man, those are the people that I look for, man. Uh, you know, any on any given Sunday, you'll see people like that. And those are the people that I look for, man. And I go to them and I grab at them, I, I hug them, and I I tell them I love them. You know what I'm saying? You know, I, I compliment them on their shoes or whatever, and just take some time out to just talk to them, you know, because a lot of times they feel like, man, I don't belong to you because, you know what I'm saying, all these good people in here, man, I don't live up. You know what I'm saying? And so, man, I purposefully, man, um, you know, you know, these guys, man, um, I go into the studio session with some of these guys, you know, um, you know, they, some of them drug dealers, some of them killers, some of them, you know what I'm saying? They got, real life issues going on, man. And I just embrace it. You know what I'm saying? I embrace it. And, um, you know, I, I spend quality time with them, man, to just, just doing life with them. You know what I mean? So anytime they got issues or problems, they're going to call me, you know what I'm saying? I meet up with them, you know what I'm saying? Talk to them about child support, their child support issues, their baby mama issues, whatever the issue, you know what I'm saying? I go and kick it with them and spend time with them, man. And I, I allow them to be who they are, you know? And, it's just becoming overwhelming. It's so many now, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, man, I, I need to cut, create some kind of meeting space, man, where I can Get them all meet in. with, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And, and just, um, yeah, just let them, let them be themselves. Hey, well, look, look we're going we're gonna to pray on that, that you can get that going. Because that's needed, for real. Yeah. That's brilliant. You, you definitely need to do that. That needs to be your next move. Do it. It will work. It will. You gonna see? Man, you gonna have a congregation out? Man, I'm telling you. Let's not even call it a congregation. You're just gonna have people coming to get that word. Yeah. On measure. Watch. You already know it though. You know that. You wouldn't be thinking <laughs> if you didn't know because you're out there in the streets and you see it. You know it's gonna work because you know yeah. you know how to get through to them. So if you got a place yeah. to come and they can be comfortable, they can drink, do whatever they're gonna do. And come get that word. They're gonna do it because a lot of them do want that word, but they, yeah, they probably won't let them, or either they feel like they're gonna be judged. Like I'm too cool to to do that, right. or I'm gonna be judged. Man, I ain't trying to hear all that. They're gonna be all. You know what I mean, people trying to convert me and nah, but they don't want to hear. Yeah. That, but they want to hear something good though. Yeah, they yeah. And, 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 and one of my one of my uh, the, the 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 groups of people that I love spending the most time with is those who. Who are anti anti Bible, anti God? You know, I love them kind of people. You know what I'm saying? Because you know, like I said, man, I appreciate them for being their authentic self, and I allow them to be their authentic self. Yeah. And I just love them right there where they are. And you know what I'm saying? I find out some kind of way that I can be of an encouragement to them, and I take that opportunity and I do it. Yeah. And uh, and they and they eventually like, yeah, man, you know, I don't. I don't mess with your God. I don't mess with your Bible. I don't mess with your church, man. But I, I like you, man. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> and that's a breakthrough. Little do they know. Yeah. You know? At yeah. the time, little do they know. That's a breakthrough. <laughs> that's a breakthrough, man. <laughs> hey, so if somebody wanted to utilize your, your mentoring services, um, your motivational speaking services, how could they reach you? Man, you can hit me up on my Facebook page, uh, LP Like Paul. Same thing on Instagram, same thing on Snapchat. And uh, I have two websites uh, as far as with uh, my company, Diplomats and Training. 
Um, you can go on diplomatsandtraining.com. Uh, you can go in there and you can see the team that we have, the services that we offer. Um, then if you want me to come and speak to your kids or perform or something like that, you can hit me on my other um, website. It's lplikepaul.com. It's L-P-L-I-K-E-P-A-U-L.com. Yep. You know what I mean? But, um, man, like I said, man, you can hit me up on social media. I'm on social media. You know what I'm saying? I engage. I talk. I share my schedule, what I'm doing. You know what I mean? So you can hit me up on any of those platforms, man, and we definitely can make something happen. Okay. Straight out of Birmingham, y'all. My little cuz, LP, like Paul. Hey, it's been a blessing having you on tonight. I appreciate you taking the time out, you know, from your family and everything and just blessing the people, being transparent. I love it. I love it. So y'all make sure you hit him up if you want to utilize his services. It's needed. Definitely needed. Good brother, man. Good brother from the heart, man. I appreciate you, my brother. Yeah, cuz I, I just want to say I thank you, man, for the opportunity to kick up a cool card, man. And I, I appreciate what you're doing, man. And I, I look forward to working more with you, cousin. Yeah, man. We gotta keep in touch more too. I got your number. No we never talk. Well, we gotta make that we gotta make that happen. But I, we're both busy, but it, it that's no excuse. We gotta make it happen. No doubt. <laughs> Even if it's a text message. You know, whatever. I agree. I agree. <laughs> we'll make it happen. But hey, y'all make sure if you took something away from this, share it, subscribe, like it, do whatever you like. But um, we appreciate you tuning in. Thank you for tuning in. It's Cool Car, episode 12, episode 13 is on the way. We want to thank LP for joining us tonight. It's been a blessing. Thank you, my brother. And we out of here, man. Peace and blessings. Yes, sir.